This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. All right, here we go. I'm Marnie Binge, and this Woo-hoo. is Irioki. And Johnetta is back with me again, socially distanced, of course, um, until you find out those COVID results. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm just like, I have been, that's why I took an edible. So I was like, I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. I understand. I was like, I'm going to relax. And then we started doing this, and I was like, oh, God, that's kicking in as we are talking. Yeah. Yay! That's fun. Yeah, you did great. But, um, Okay, so have you ever been on, like, a really good road trip? Girl, yeah. What was it? Where to? Where'd you go? My, like, my life has always just kind of been, like, pick up and just drive. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I did with my mom and stuff as a kid. Because, like, you, we didn't have a lot of money. Which I feel like I have to clarify with people because I know we talked about this on a podcast we never released. But my dad is not rich. David said from watching, listening to the show, because, you know, I don't listen to, like, myself talk because it's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> but Dave listens yeah. to it. David David does listen to it. He um, he's, he's an avid listener. He really likes it. He was like, this is, you know, it's cool, someone I know. And, you know, David's not the kind of person who would just, yeah. like, support you. Yeah. Or, like, not, like, support, not, not support you, but, like, no, he not his praise that way. I do not take his praise lightly. Like I, I feel right, like it's very right. genuine. It's not it's not false. It's right. Not exactly. False. He, you know, he, he like, won't blow smoke up it. your skirt about if something is good. Like Yeah, and his face doesn't hide shit either. No. <laughs> so even whenever he's quiet, it's uh, yeah. it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so you were but talking yeah. about road trips. So um your dad. You know, like growing up, yeah, growing up, my I I was not actually the daughter of a wealthy person. <laughs> like yeah. my dad was an immigrant. He works in kitchens. He happens to live on Hilton Head Island, mm-hmm. just like because he got a really good deal from somebody he knew who like mm-hmm. he rents from, and because he wanted to live there, not where he was at in Savannah. Like because he always worked in Hilton Head, like my whole life, okay. or since he moved to Georgia, basically mm-hmm. he has worked on the island, and that's been most of my life like since I was two or three I think is whenever my dad moved away mm-hmm. from Texas but um yeah you know <laughs> definitely definitely not rich David yeah. was like you're like oh yeah my dad lives on Hilton Head Island and this and that and oh my god oh oh and because my dad owns a house in Mexico but that mm-hmm. is like he um he has dual citizenship mm-hmm. and so like he owns property down there that was where my abuela lives um, and we would go visit her there, like he and would y'all drive? my fuel officer. Yes, we would yeah. always drive. Yeah. Um, he and my fuel officer had um, like built this house for her, mm-hmm. 
basically with their hands. And wow. stuff. I haven't been there in a million years. Yeah. That's so like, cool. And her original house sat next to it for a really long time. And it was literally a two room long cabin, like two, two separate areas, mm-hmm. like kitchen and a bedroom um, with a dirt floor. Wow. Yeah. That's, oh my that's gosh. what my dad came from with like, I can't even remember how many siblings he has. Mm-hmm. A lot of siblings. Um, and my abuela like had multiple husbands mm-hmm. and I think my dad's dad left, like my dad's dad was the last of her husband. Well, not the last of her husband, but the last one she had kids with. Mm-hmm. Um, cause her last husband was really great. Uh, anyway, she, uh, <laughs> you know, she had like all these kids basically by herself and, uh, it's just, it's like crazy to think about, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like where my dad came from so my dad like built her house you know he loved his mom and stuff and we would go down there and Mexico like road tripping to Mexico is like such a cool long journey Mm -hmm. because I want to say from Dallas to like where my dad like my dad's little town in Esteros is like in Mm -hmm. Mexico Esteros Mexico uh it's in the state of Tamaulipas Mm-hmm. It uh, it's about like sixteen hours, so that's oh, a wow. good drive. Yeah, like it's not it's not quite like going to New York and back. I've mm-hmm. done that one too a few times. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I, I grew up poor, so travel was what we did. Like we would yeah. always go and like visit family. Like we traveled cheaply. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. gas and like you you live on like Doritos or something for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. stopping to pee in the free bathrooms and stuff. I'm but, so uh, glad that you said all of that just now. So obviously in this episode, we are talking about like road trips across Oklahoma and all of the things that you can stop and see along the way, like side roadside attractions, basically. Okay. So when you were talking about like bringing the Doritos and all that stuff, I have a quote from Time Magazine about um, like between 1901 and 1908, driving across the country was really rough. Like the roads were not good. Yeah. Like the cars, yep. you know, did not have the same kind of like shock absorption that we do now. It was rough. So basically the things that you would take with you on a road trip in 1908 included, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy, ropes, blocks and tackle, axes, sleeping bags, water bags, spades, camp stoves, compasses, barometers, thermometers, cyclometers, first aid kits, rubber ponchos, tire chains, pith helmets, assorted spare parts, and sufficient firearms to launch a small insurrection. Holy Like, shit. it wasn't safe. Like, it wasn't, it's not what it yeah. is today. It's not like a family vacation, you know? Like, yeah, it's not, I mean, usually if you were driving or traveling cross-country mm-hmm. anyways, like way back when. And you've got all your belongings with you. Days, yeah, even in the early days of, like, the car, mm-hmm. especially, I guess. I mean, I guess train would be a little more comfortable than, like, one of those rough cars, but still. Um, you know, it was a treacherous journey. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and even on trains, like, to, there were. When they moved out west. Even yeah. with trains, there were robberies, you know, like, they, yeah. they would jump the trains and stuff. But anyway, so. And, like, and. Oh, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. <clears throat> well, I was going to say, and also, like, think of all the people like who died putting in that railway oh yeah (laughs) yeah you know it's like it's just it's crazy there's a whole there's a whole ass stephen king novel about that that is one of my favorites that he ever wrote it's called which one was that desperation 
Okay. Oh, it's so good. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that sounds familiar. Like I I know the plot premise. Yeah. So, yeah, um, okay, so basically, like, in 1920, 1924, like, traveling across the country became a little more, um, like, common because more people had cars. Mm-hmm. The government started right. improving the roads, highways, stuff like that became a thing. And by the 50s, road travel was, like, a whole thing. Like, it was a whole industry because mm-hmm. the thing about roadside attractions is they are always in places that are not a destination, but they're along the way. So it's kind of like people were like, hey, we live in this area and how can we like bring in some money to our economy? We're going to create a giant tinfoil dinosaur and put a diner next to it, you know, stuff like that. So, so it started to become like uh, really popular. So Wikipedia about the history of uh, roadside attractions says when long distance road travel became practical and popular in the 1920s, entrepreneurs began building the buildings um uh the buildings were oh wow i messed that up when long okay let me start over when long distance road travel became practical and popular in the 1920s entrepreneurs began building the buildings were attractions in and of themselves in the form of novelty architecture depicting common things um like and they also had restaurants motels coffee shops cafes more unusual businesses to attract travelers um, many of the objects are known for being of enormous size, you know, like the biggest ball of twine, things like that. Um, and I like that pop soda bottle that we have in Arcadia. Exactly. Yep. And, <laughs> and a big part of it, this is really kind of interesting. I feel like Oklahoma is unique in this aspect. Um, a lot of roadside attractions are on I-40 or Route 66 and that's Oklahoma basically, you know, so we have a whole bunch yeah. of like different stuff. Um, yeah, we have a ton of shit. On oh, yeah. Lots of lots of roadside stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, so here are some we're going to go through some roadside stops in Oklahoma. And then I'm going to share with you okay. guys one of a cartoon that made me cry. So we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> it made me cry. It makes <laughs> me cry every time I see it. I'll probably I might cry oh. while I'm reading it on the air. But you know what? That's okay. Because um disney when they put out their like weird shorts on netflix like Mm. years ago i watched them and like the second one i think it was like paul bunyan or something yeah i don't remember what it was but like it was like the the dad was out like building the railroad and then like he never came home that was pretty sad yeah yeah um and it was it was good but the other one was the little matchstick girl which if you know the story of the little uh, matchstick yes. girl you know that she dies mm-hmm. right yeah i fucking lost it and i was like fuck oh. you disney yeah fuck you and your ass like cause i i told you and i don't know how many people know this but like i have not watched the disney movie in a while because the formula is always let's make Johnetta ugly cry mm-hmm. And I am not about that life. Like we have <laughs> talked about that because I actually have like a no Disney movie policy. Like I don't watch Disney yeah. movies. I don't do it. Like I won't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure it's cute. Like that, that's everyone is always like, but they're so cute. And I'm like, I'm sure it is, but it makes me feel things that I don't want to feel. So I, right? like, I just don't want to watch. conditioning myself to not have sorrow for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. I really like you to not fuck that up and exactly. take away at my cold dead heart. Exactly. Yes. I have worked hard <laughs> on this carapace outside of my heart. Like don't yeah, don't like, come for like, me. 
like sad movies in general. Mm. Like uh, I will not watch anything with a dog. No dog movies. I don't do sad. dog movies. I, don't, I, I can't do that. Because I don't care how it, many people die in the movie, but I don't do. I don't like it when dogs die in movies or any kind of. I don't animal. either. And like, and I used to. I used to not think I was a sensitive person. I was a really sensitive kid when I was getting bullied. Mm-hmm. I talk about that in my like my one novel that I'm not sure I'll ever release. I yeah. don't know. It, it, like, I go back and forth on it. The one under my actual name, mm-hmm. not my pen name. My serious about me mm-hmm. unpacking, I guess we could call it. But uh, yeah. So, um, when I was like, like I would, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, I was I was bullied as a kid, whatever. And then I got just where I was like, you know what? I'm just not gonna cry. And I was like. I like bully bullies. Like mm-hmm. if you were mean to people who were smaller than you, I'd like beat the shit out of you. I, was, I didn't give a I fuck was, anymore. Like, yeah. Like I became, I became a hard ass bitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For a long time. Yeah. I'm still a hard ass bitch, but I tell people there's like this thing I seen on Facebook one time that said, honestly, I'm just a big cry baby gangster. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is me. Yeah. <laughs> like I am. A, you I am always a, say that. Baby. Yeah. As I, as I gangster ship you. Like yeah. that ain't no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm crying, you might want to run. Yeah. Like either something's really sad or you've really pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I don't want to feel really sad. Yeah. Like, really pissed off is better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> speaking of like Disney movies, they always have animals in them. So the first thing mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about is the big bull in Ulaga. So. Oh, I didn't know about this. So apparently it's like, um, I don't know if it belongs to the storage unit or whatever it is that's like right beside it, but it's this giant, like just a bull. And the number one reason that I even put it on the list is just because it's really cute. Like it actually, (laughs) I love it. It's really cute. It looks, it's a little, it's like giant reddish brown and white. And, um, it's a little on the chunky side, you know, it's a little chunky. Um, and (gasps) it's real cute. What's it made out of? I don't know what it's made out of, but I'm guessing metal of some kind. I think maybe, but it's on, it's on a wooden platform and it's huge. I might have seen this then because like, I distinctly remember seeing like a weird, Mm -hmm like strangely shaped a bowl that's brown and white like mm-hmm. on the side of the road as a kid but it, I don't know. it might be that one because apparently it, <laughs> it overlooks the railroad tracks and so like in my mind my immediate thought was like oh i bet train conductors get to see this guy all the time and i was like that's kind of cool <laughs> like that's kind of fun but um so yeah i love that you thought that because that's how i always think mm-hmm. i was like oh that's a fun thing yeah like um there's a train where was that train? There was like a train, uh, like a train image over the stockyards, and we always used to drive through the stockyards on the way home when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And then you know they have like, um, they have like that horse outside in the stockyards. I don't know; it might not be there anymore. But there was like a horse, and it was like over a horseshoeing place. Mm-hmm. And we used to like name all the weird little shit, and we'd say bye. To- we were those weird kids oh my god (laughs) speaking of which oh my god so i read something recently that like i did not know this but there's like a whole phenomenon like lots of people do this when i was a kid i would look out the window of the car and i would pretend like animals were running alongside it and that's a whole thing like lots of people do that i don't know if you knew that but that i that's what that reminded me of that's uh like plausible i used to love driving over like dark lakes at night like i said we used to road travel mm-hmm. a lot when i was a kid and we always went over like um like dallas and shit mm-hmm. 
if it's called Lake Dallas, I think it's Lake Dallas. It is. Um, like they're in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, drove through Texas a lot. I couldn't remember half the ship's name. But like, yeah. so I would always pretend that like maybe a sea monster would come out. Oh, that's like, fun. Oh, and that'd be cool. That's fun. If I like that. Over it, we'd see like this big sea monster. Mm-hmm. But I like to scare myself too. Like I was a weird kid. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's why I like horror movies, even though that a lot of them still kind of freak me out. Like less so like unrealistic horror, but like realistic horror freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Like I thought Hereditary was dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, it would have been great if it would have been psychological. Yeah. Like that's what I thought it was going to be. And then it totally let me down. And it was like, I just wasted my life watching yeah. this movie. What the fuck? Oh my gosh. Okay, so our second one on the list is uh, in Stringtown. Apparently, there was a shootout with Bonnie and Clyde. So th- oh. this w- there is like Didn't they die in Oklahoma. I am not entirely sure about that. But or was that in California? I knew they had a shootout here. So there was a shootout in Stringtown, and there's a lot of debate as to whether Bonnie was actually there. They know Clyde was there, and some people say she was, some people say she wasn't. The monument that is there now does not include her. So, like, I guess the most historically accurate version, maybe she wasn't really there. But for legend's sake, let's say she was. So, according to the legend, basically on August 5th, 1932, he and her are in Stringtown, and she is sitting shotgun in that car, drinking moonshine out of a jug in a car. He's sitting there in the middle of the day and a sheriff and his deputy look over there and they're like, oh, my God, that's Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> like, we got to arrest them. Like, the, oh, my God. OK, so they walk over and Clyde is just like, not today. And so he starts shooting. He shoots the sheriff. Oh my God. He shoots the sheriff seven times. Um, the deputy, I don't know how many times the deputy was shot. The deputy ended up dying. The sheriff lived. Um, so, oh, and there's God. actually a granite monument. Um, it looks like a big tombstone kind of, um, mm-hmm. and it's, a it chronicles the shootout and it's kind of a memorial to that deputy and sheriff, like for uh-huh. their bravery and like for the sacrifice that the deputy made That's pretty much. That's good because when you said that there was a memorial, I was mm-hmm. like, how tacky Oklahoma that we right? also yeah. have a Bonnie and Clyde memorial. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God. <laughs> I'm a little bit offended. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, and you can see it. Um, it's basically, it's on the southbound side of U.S. Highway 69 slash North Mississippi okay. Avenue, uh, two miles south okay. of Choctaw Casino. So, it's not, I mean. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's not that far. Nope. Um, and then there's. I mean, if you're, like, central. Yeah. yeah. So, then. It might be far if you're, like, somewhere way far away. Yeah. But. So, the next one I've got is the UFO in Stroud. So this is really cute. I think this one's really funny. Um, It's a private home and like basically the person has taken a bunch of junk slash like scrap metal and welded Mm -hmm. it all into a UFO. And it's Ah! just like this UFO in their backyard, like with a, with a satellite and then they have an alien on top of it. And, um, isn't that fun? So like from the pictures on roadsideamerica.com, it, it like, it's in someone's backyard, but they want you to look at it because, like, they have a sign out by the main road that just says UFO with an arrow. <laughs> so, like, if you're looking for it, there's a sign. Like, yeah. So I think it's really cute. And I also I also kind of wonder, like, what this person's, like, neighbors think about it. Like, if they like people coming and looking in their neighborhood or, like, you know, I'm always curious about that. 
But yeah, I so. mean, I don't know. I always find like the further out you get, not necessarily the more tolerant mm-hmm. people are, but I think they're more to- tolerant towards like, wow, I can talk today towards like, um, what's it called? Towards like quirky stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Rather than they are like, like if the HOA was like, else. look, you got to get that UFO out of your front yard. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of HOA kind of no, 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 in smaller towns. Yeah, this, you know what I'm saying? Like, judging from the pictures, this does not look like an HOA type neighborhood. Like, you know, it's not like, <laughs> I don't mean that, I don't mean that in a mean way. Like, I just, no, you're, no, you're fine. Cause I, I always mean, associate HOAs with like gated neighborhoods, like that kind of stuff. I mean, sort of. And like newer neighborhoods mm-hmm. usually start with an HOA. And if the HOA like takes care of, stuff like the outside sign because that's really what they're supposed to do like your fees and dues are for like decorating the entrances cleaning up the entrances and stuff like that but like whenever HOAs go on the wayside mm-hmm. and like you're still paying the dues but nothing's actually getting done like you usually your property value goes down yeah like they're actually supposed to kind of be implemented to keep the property value mm-hmm. high because hey everything looks uniform everything I think they fucking suck personally because yeah, i'm like i'm not gonna live in a house that i'm paying for and you get to tell me i can't have more than like three dogs yeah i will tell you to fucking go get dick down by my foot yeah <laughs> oh my god off, because i have five dogs and i'm going to have all five of my dogs in my yard whether yeah. you say so or not thank you <laughs> so speaking of places that do not have an hoa um so the holy city <laughs> of the wichita's in cash uh have you ever heard of the holy okay. city no. So basically, it's where they have a passion play every year, and they've made it look like Jerusalem. Like, it, it's weird. It's in really? Oklahoma, but all of the buildings, they kind of, they look like straight out of a passion play. That You know, like, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, and so since it's like the passion play, that's only once a year, and a lot of the year, it's just, like, empty. Like, there's nothing really going uh-huh. on. But they have rooms that have statues and, like, fully clothed mannequins in period dress, um, and uh-huh. apparently it, Whitney's actually been there and it has like a very creepy vibe. Like it's, and people who had reviewed it on like TripAdvisor, they even said like, this room is really creepy. Like there's this, that, or the other in it, whatever. Um, but okay. So like the main reason I put it on here didn't have anything to do with that. Um, there is a prairie dog town in this area. Like there, there, it's literally, like if you Google Prairie Dog Town, Holy City of the Wichita's, there's a marker on the map on Google Maps that says Holy City Prairie Dog Town. I'm not making this up. And not Holy far cow. down the road, there's a neighboring Prairie Dog Town too. And huh. I would also like to add that on Google, the Prairie Dogs have gotten three five-star reviews. Wow. Yeah. I think prairie dogs are so That's cute. Cool. Like I love them. They are cute. They're adorable. And I love when they're out at the zoo at the Oklahoma Trails. Oh, yes. Because like I love so our zoo cute. first off. Like mm-hmm. I'm always plugging our zoo because I think they do really great things. Yeah. And I think their heart's in the right place. Like I will never tell you to go to like the GW because you know yeah. if you saw the news recently, Jeff Lowe's not a great tiger keeper. Mm-mm. Who's shocked by that? Shocked. Honestly, shocked. But. Shocked. Shocked. So shocked I just died in my Simply chair. shocking. Um, yeah. But yeah, and the prairie dog exhibit, like we had gone through there because we always get a pass like every year, right? Mm-hmm. We had gone through there 
And every time we had gone through, we'd never seen them until it was like a super fucking hot day. Mm-hmm. And we just happened to be at the zoo for God knows why. <laughs> and we're out there and it was early before anyone else was there. So it wasn't as hot as it could be. But, um, and they were finally out and they are just so cute. They're like cuter meerkats to me. And yeah. I love the meerkats. They're like chubby just, meerkats. I really like them. With, yeah. yeah, they're like chubby, fuzzy meerkats. They mm-hmm. kind of remind me of like um, guinea pigs. Yeah. So. Yeah, pretty fun. much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you know that in the 60s, Elvis often stayed at a motel in Clinton, Oklahoma? I did actually know that, yeah. Okay. So there is a motel in Clinton called the Trade Winds Motel, and it's been around mm-hmm. since since then, maybe even before then. Um, Elvis would go from Memphis to Vegas, you know, because he had, like, all those were his two main places. And right. on the way, he kind of decided that Clinton, Oklahoma was the best, like, pit stop, like the best resting place <laughs> in that, because I guess it's maybe, like, halfway between each, whatever. Um, right. Anyway, he would always stay at the Tradewinds Motel. He always stayed in room 215. He stayed four different times, and this was his favorite room. Um, The room at the uh, motel is still decorated exactly as it was when Elvis stayed there, Um, and it's really cute. Like, it just looks like any house uh, from the 60s, kind of. Like, it's uh, maybe a little bit fancier, but... It reminds me of, so my grandparents, they had a house in Moore before the tornado got it. Um, Like basically, okay, so they had a house in Moore and then they bought a trailer in Norman and they lived in the trailer because their horses were down here and they like liked being down here more than they liked being up in the city. Anyway, so like Uh that house kind of over like a 30 year period sort of became like a time capsule because it was Uh still furnished in the way that it was in the 60s and 70s in in the 90s you know what i mean like you would step in and it was like yeah like everything was like it was like stepping back in period decor exactly yeah it was completely a time capsule i loved that house so much it had a courtyard like i loved that house it was so cute Um, oh i love courtyards and houses so cute oh my god and they had lava rocks in their courtyard i remember all of this like oh it was such a cute (laughs) house and i the people that built a house on that plot now I'm not uh-huh. going to say where this house is, but I just want to say that their house is not as cute as that old house was like not, not, not as cute. It's not right. like they didn't put it on the lot the same way. Like it's just, it's just not the same. So anyway, like, right. But yeah. So yeah, I, kind of, I imagine it kind of looking like my grandparents' house ha- did and more, but, um, but yeah. Right. So here's it's another so one cute. for you. Did you know that in Oklahoma city, there is a firefighter museum and yeah. Okay. It's over there by the zoo. Yes. In that museum, did you know that there are two taxidermized horses? No. So these two horses, their names are Don and Sam. And Don and Mm -hmm. Sam were responsible for pulling the fire wagon, like before cars were a thing. yeah it's really cool right like yeah and so they and apparently there are a lot of different exhibits at this museum um actually i was friends growing up with a girl whose father is memorialized in the statue outside of the um museum so yeah i need to i need to get down there yeah um but yeah so there are a lot of different exhibits but this is like the crowd favorite the horses they don and sam 
So yeah. Of course, because yeah. they were the most noblest of boys. Exactly. Okay, speaking of noble <laughs> boys. Okay, speaking of noble boys. So, we're going to get into some animals now. So, did oh, you know I'm gonna cry. No, 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 no crying until the end. Oh. Uh okay. Okay. So, <laughs> did you know that in OKC on on Agnew, there is a rattlesnake and venom museum? Yes, I did know that. Oh my God, I did not know this. Okay, so basically, the guy who runs it, his name is Carl Sandifer, and he worked at the OKC Zoo. And after he left there, okay. he um, he was in New Mexico, and he like saw a rattlesnake museum, like a museum and venom kind of place. And he was like, Oklahoma really needs one of these because we have a ton of rattlesnakes. And so right. anyway, some of the most famous exhibits that he has, there's one that is called, quote, Big Girl, which is a five-foot-long diamondback. Um, there are also oh. two creatures named Titanica and Jakarta, uh, which I don't, I don't even know what they are, but there's a 25 foot long Python and Zeus, mm. who is the largest King Cobra on display in the United States. Oh, shit, really? Right. I need to go see that. I guy. do too. I need to get down there. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. So like, and That's I'm assuming, cool. I'm assuming these snakes are living. Like, I, I don't think that they're taxidermy I mean, species. I don't, I don't know, though. I don't know one way or the other. Either way, really right. cool. Like, that is, that like, is I, cool. I, either way, I want to see the biggest King Cobra on display. Like, I just do. So, speaking of rattlesnakes, um, in Okeen, there is what is... The festival? Yes. What is purported mm-hmm. to be the first ever, like, in the world rattlesnake hunt, which started in 1939. Um, so apparently good job, Oklahoma. Good job. The first I know, one. <laughs> I know. So like, I, I'm imagining this in my head and I'm thinking like, what, what drives a person to say, like, I know that you there's, what? yeah, I, I know that there's like, a, I want to go. I know that there's a perfectly good cow right over there that is not venomous, that doesn't really have teeth. <laughs> But, and it's huge, like it could feed my whole family for a long time, but right here in front of me is a rattlesnake and I could eat that instead. Like, I I just don't know where we, where we decided we were going to eat rattlesnakes, but you know, whatever. Um, Man, I don't either. I mean, it's just like, what, what possesses someone to go, you know what, today is a good day for a rattlesnake hunt. Yeah, I just don't know. I like, I cannot fathom reaching out for a rattlesnake like uh oh my god okay so i gotta tell my snake story like i don't don't know if i've told this on the podcast but we had a snake um on the porch on the patio it was underneath one of the recliners it dropped down and it was huge it was like five feet long and um it was dark and it like slithered up behind a chair john eddie you've seen the picture of that snake do you think that anyone could look at that snake and tell you what it was from that picture alone I mean, I couldn't. I don't. I, I just, I just could tell that it was poisonous. So that's all yeah, I needed. Like, venomous I don't even think someone could tell that one way or the other from how blurry this picture was. Like, and <laughs> anyway, so like my aunt's friend like added me to this snake identification group, and uh-huh. like they took a look at this picture and they're like, "Oh, it's a harmless snake. Like, it's harmless." And uh-huh. we had animal control come out, and the animal control lady said. Yep, this is a copperhead. So yeah, I I mean harmless. and I feel I also feel like she saw the thing in broad daylight. She was the only one who saw it up close. 
Like, I don't know. Right, I, and that's her job is to exactly. help remove those. So, so you would think she would know. Yeah, so like in the middle of the pandemic, I was spending like a couple weeks in this snake group and I was just getting really irritated every time that they would like identify a snake. Because I'm like, how do you know without like actually being there? There was this one picture that was like a snake backlit by headlights like literally it's just a black line in a parking lot and people are saying Mm -hmm. what it is and i'm like those are the kind of people who like want to know everything that's like mm -hmm. being in a mom group like any group that specifies in something yeah no offense if you're in one i'm in tons of them just because i like to watch trash fires Mm -hmm. um (laughs) <laughs> there's always always yeah. always always people yeah. who like they immediately know what it is like every my biggest pet peeve and this might be your pet peeve with the with the snakes is that like in the mom groups like if moms will like post pictures of their kids rash and then ask everyone what it mm-hmm. is and i'm like you know i know that we live in the age of the 19 but they do have like computer doctors which i know is a privilege to be able to use one most of these women have the privilege yeah like they have the money they have whatever but they'd rather have so like y'all need to call a doctor yeah oh my god not ask the bitch who's trying to sell you a and stop putting young living oils on it (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god yeah so i like i was i was getting to the point where like every day i was sending like my friends so many screenshots of this group that they were like you have to leave that group like this is not healthy <laughs> like you have to leave like you can't you right. can't let this rat this like snake group upset you this much and I was like this is a perfect example of like living through trauma and not being able to control anything so you fixate on something and that's what that was like right. that's all that was but anyway right. so at the rattlesnake hunt site in Okeen, um, there's a place called the Den of Death, which is where the captured snakes are kept. And there's also the butcher shop uh-huh. where they prepare the meat. Um, and they, if you, they still have it every year. And if you catch the biggest snake, you can win $150. Holy shit. Which you can apply directly to your deductible when you get bitten. <laughs> at least that's what it would happen with mine like that that does not seem like enough money no no for a rattlesnake no no way not enough i feel like that's not like that is just that's under that's garter snake money that's garter snake yeah like yeah yeah like no no know your worth Like, no, you are worth more than $150 to catch a rattlesnake. But, okay, so here's my favorite one that goes into, like, the cartoon. Oh, my God. The two-headed calf in Goodwill, Oklahoma. So. What? Last but not least, my favorite on the list, the two-headed calf of Goodwill, Oklahoma, is housed in the No Man's Land Historical Museum. And I didn't know this, but, like, I've heard all my life the term No Man's Land, you know, and I always thought it meant just, like, Uh really rough terrain, like, where no man would want to be, which it kind of Uh does. But um, it was actually coined because that's what the government called it. Like, they called the land and the panhandle that. It was No Man's Land because they were trying to keep settlers off of it, Mm. which I did not know. So, anyway. And the calf, the two-headed calf isn't all you'll see. There are also dinosaur footprints, which if you did not know, the panhandle of Oklahoma is a dinosaur hot spot. If you did not know that, it is. It is. It is. It For is. finding bone? Yes. 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 I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Panhandle of Oklahoma, lots of dinosaur action out there. 
Um, so let's get to the panhandle, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um, a let's go. There's a collection of barbed wire. There are types and a printing press that uh, the museum says is the first that ever crossed the Mississippi. So that's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. Okay. So now I gotta, I gotta describe and read to you the comic that made me cry. Okay. Okay. So it's a two headed calf, little two headed calf, just, just born, just born. Um, and it says this little calf is sitting out in this field at night and it says tomorrow. <gasps> yeah. You know where I'm going with this. I, I know exactly where it is. And yeah. I cried and I was like, yeah Fuck you whoever made that it's so beautiful really though i love it yeah. okay so i'm gonna read it tomorrow when the farm boys find this freak of nature they will wrap his body in newspaper and carry him to the museum but tonight he is alive and in the north field with his mother it is a perfect summer evening the moon rising over the orchard the wind in the grass and as he stares into the sky there are twice as many stars as usual chills oh my god i love that so much i love it so much you made me cry did i make you cry oh my god i'm sorry i'm so sorry no you're good oh it's so good though it's such a it's so like it's just so beautiful for so many reasons like i love it so much and i'm gonna try to remember to share this uh cartoon the day that this like airs i'm not sure what day it will air but anyway so um (laughs) yeah don't put don't put a don't put a thing on it yet yeah so, Johnetta, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no. All right. Well, that's it. That's about, that's about it for uh, the weird roadside attractions. I mean, there are a ton more, but those are kind of the ones Man, that did I you know? Did you know that we have one? I mean, it's not a roadside attraction, but mm. I have it saved. And once I know I'm clear of the 19, yeah. I am going, I want to go look as we actually have like a cemetery here that's full of like circus performers. And yes, circus girl, animals. in Hugo, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's called Showman's Rest. Yes. Yes. And I want to go. I've never I wanna go. been. I've been. I, I, w- I went when really I was a cool. kid, but I want to go as an adult. And we should totally do that we should i'm like i want to go get pictures on this like and there's a ton like i was asking my friends one day i was like hey you know tell me about like your favorite cemeteries or graveyards whatever in oklahoma and like a lot of people told me of like a lot of different ones and gave me like pictures so Mm. that's kind of on my list of things to do that's awesome when i'm cleared yeah. And then also, it's not 10 million fucking degrees outside. Oh, yeah. That's so true. All oh. right. Well, um, like I told you guys, the books are available for sale on irioki.com. And um, I make more profit when you buy them that way. But it takes me longer to get them to you. And you can get a signed copy that way. Um, I'm still going to have, like, some event at some point whenever things feel like it's a good idea to be in a bar, which I do not feel like it's a good idea to be in a bar right now. So that's not happening right. anytime soon. But there will be a signing event where I will honor all of those people that bought books that I said I was going to sign. Um, but anyway, go to irioki.com, right. buy a signed book. Um, also, subscription stuff is available, like uh, episodes a week early, interviews after the show, um, stuff like that. So go check that out. Um, follow me on Instagram at Irioki and Facebook is the same. Join the Facebook group and y'all stay spooky. Ha, ha, ha.